<laughs> All right then. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. We've got quite the spread today, everything from vocalists of the 19-teens to jazz bands of the 1940s to, well, vocalists of the 1950s. We'll hear some dance bands, we'll hear some virtuoso instrumentalists. I think we're going to have fun. And we're going to start with a vocalist I like very, very much, uh, especially when she's not trying to be too cute, because, you know. <laughs> but no, here she sounds very, very good. It's Annette Hanshaw on July 21st, 1930, a record she made in New York. A really, really great song by Don Redman, Howdy Quixel, and Andy Razaf. How could you go wrong with those folks? It was recorded in 1930 by McKinney's Cotton Pickers, and then Annette Hanshaw did this version on Clarion, record number 5037-C. It's called The Way I Feel Today. My man is active Like a heartless good for nothing Low down, I believed and trusted Now I'm disgusted I found him out at the showdown When I think of him, how much I love him I get a desperate notion That's the way I feel today my heart is breaking because he's making a plaything of my devotion. That's the way I feel today. Without any reason or a word to say, my man turned his keys in, packed and went away. What good is living? I'll soon be giving my body up to the ocean. That's the way I feel today a record that a record-collecting friend of mine might refer to as a house burner. <laughs> in other words, if your house is on fire, what are you going to grab first on your way out the door? That may not be the very, very tip-top of the list, but it's pretty far up there. I like that record a lot. Annette Hanshaw, July 21st, 1930, The Way I Feel Today. And The Way I Feel Today is, is pretty good, no particular reason except that you're here. 
I'm here and we've got some nice records lined up this hour. I'm glad you could be with me. If you're just joining us, my name is Brian Wright and this is the Shellac Stack where I'm playing 78s from the first half of the 20th century and from one iconic vocalist to another of the early 30s. We'll turn next to Bing Crosby, something he did in New York on January 26th, 1933. It's a song by Harold Arlen and Ted Kohler. You probably know it. It's called I've Got the World on a String. Merry month of May, sunny skies of blue. Clouds have rolled away and the sun peeps through. May express happiness. Joy you may define in a thousand ways, but a case like mine needs a special phrase to reveal how I feel. I've got the world on a string. Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my finger What a world, what a life I'm in love I've got the song that I sing I can make the rainbow Anytime I move my finger Lucky me Can't you see, I'm in love Life is a beautiful thing As long as I hold the string I'd be a silly so-and-so If I should ever let go I've got the world on a string Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my finger What a world, what a life I'm in love Oh, what a world What a life, I'm in love Lucky me, can't you see that I'm in love Life is a beautiful thing As long as I hold that string I'd be a silly so-and-so If I should ever let go I've got the world on a string Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my finger What a world, what a life I'm in
somebody else I'll try somebody else And when we do, we'll both be blue And be back together again You try painting the town I'll try acting the clown We'll travel fast, but it won't last We'll be back together again Let's take our fun where we find it I know deep down in my heart If I was meant for you, if you were meant for me Nothing can keep us apart So you try somebody else I'll try somebody else It won't take long to find we're wrong We'll be back together again Thank you. 
one, but three iconic crooners of the early 1930s, beginning with Bing Crosby in 1933. That was I've Got the World on a String. Originally issued on the Brunswick label, my copy of that, however, was pressed up in the mid-1940s as part of an album set on the Green Columbia Masterworks label, a label that Columbia normally reserved for classical music. So it's a bit odd to find pop-oriented material on the Masterworks label. That was Columbia 4301-M. I suppose it shows what some marketers were thinking of Bing Crosby by the mid to late 1940s. After that, we heard from another ubiquitous vocalist of the early 1930s, maybe not quite as well-remembered today, but certainly popular in his own time, Dick Robertson, in 1931, singing with Ted Black and his orchestra, You Try Somebody Else, a song by De Silva, Brown, and Henderson. That was Victor 22854. And wrapping up the set, we heard a guy who's, well, largely forgotten today, but who was all over records in the early 30s, Elmer Feldkamp. There he was on July 21st, 1931. Never is the name of that song, Melatone 12228. The label credits Ed Lloyd and his orchestra, but the discography tells us that was really a band led by Ed Kirkaby, so we might think of that as sort of a latter-day California Ramblers. In any case, I think it's a, a nice, nice record. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright. We're listening to 78s here on the Shellac Stack, and from the early 30s, we're going to move forward about a decade now to the early 40s. I had a nice email a couple weeks back from Steve Cloutier, who listens to the Shellac Stack from, I believe it is Canada, and Steve is quite the expert on World War II and uh, was in a World War II frame of mind thinking about Glenn Miller and asked if I might play some Glenn Miller, specifically the Jeep Jockey Jump which is a fine record, and I think I have a copy kicking around somewhere, but I couldn't get my hands on it. I'm so sorry, Steve. So as something of a consolation prize, I pulled out another Glenn Miller record, this one with vocalist Jack Lathrop. It's Bluebird B10832 from August 8th, 1940. The song is called Crosstown. We'll follow that with an up-tempo thing from Van Alexander and his Swing Time Band in October of 1939. Butch Stone will sing... Yodelin Jive on the Varsity label, 8102. And wrapping up this set, one more great big band of the late 30s and early 40s, Benny Goodman and his orchestra on the Columbia label from March of 1941, a tune by Margie Gibson called Take It. But now, take it away, Glenn Miller. Cross town. 
Someone I adore is waiting for me by the doorway over cross town. I used to go uptown, but that romance fell through. I used to go downtown, but she found someone new. Never realized they advertised so many things to fill a blue room. I can even see the day that we will have our little tea for two rooms. I found a real sweetheart who'll never let me down. Got no time to fuss, I'll miss the bus. Maybe baby will be cross, cross town. As a jiving man, I can jive the whole day through. But since I'm back from Switzerland, I'm trying something new. I said the Swiss have started a brand new craze, it's as solid as it can be. You really have to practice, it may take days, so come on and follow me. You ho ho ho, the lady, ho the lady, lady. Sing my yodeling jive, my yodeling jive. You ho ho ho, the lady, ho the lady, lady. Sing my yodeling jive all day.
really fine swing record by Benny Goodman and his orchestra, made in New York on March 4th, 1941, that was Take It, composed and arranged by one of the very few women in the business at the time, Margie Gibson. To say that little is known about Margie Gibson is putting it mildly. There's very, very little floating around out there about her. We think she was born in 1917 in Baltimore to Indian parents who immigrated from Calcutta, although another source says she was of African-American heritage. What we do know is that by the late 1930s, she was arranging regularly for Jimmy Lunsford, Benny Goodman, Fletcher Henderson, and others, and she may have studied at the New England Conservatory of Music. She was active through the end of World War II, but after about 1945 or 46, she kind of drops off the map, and nobody seems to really know what became of Margie Gibson. But she left some extraordinary work. That was Columbia 36067. Before that, Van Alexander and his swing time band in 1930 with Butch Stone, Yodelin Jive, on Varsity 8102, and starting the set for our friend Steve up in Canada from 1940, Crosstown on a Bluebird record, Jack Lathrop, the vocalist. Well, in the late 19-teens, saxophone ensembles were all the rage. The instrument was really coming into its own in pop music. Folks like the Six Brown Brothers were performing in vaudeville and really making quite a hit. And so it's maybe not too surprising that a song like Saxophone Sam came along, written by F. Henry Clickman. It's really a neat little song, and I was familiar with it because my friend, the pianist Paul Asaro, who plays regularly with the Chicago Cellar Boys in, (laughs) of all places, Chicago, they perform this song sometimes, and uh, Paul sings it and does just a beautiful, beautiful job. And so I was happy to come across a period recording of the song, made in, as I said, 1917, on the Pathé label, 20188. This is one of those Hill and Dale Pathé records, meaning it's cut with a, a vertical groove, and quite a wide groove at that, meant to be played with one of those Pathé Sapphire styli. It's uh, sung by Louis Winch, or maybe it's Louis Winch, I don't know how he went, uh, but it's really a fun record saxophone sam and we'll follow that with two performances by one of the great saxophonists of the day rudy weedoft who will give us first his own valse vanite followed by his own saxima both of those recorded for brunswick in the early 1920s so a little saxophone tip of the hat here beginning with lewis winch Thank you. 
Every time he starts to play, he slows the nose in like a boat that carries all your cares away. You could get a thrill if you heard him thrill, then you'd come for more next day. Saxophone Sam, saxophone Sam, rolling and rolling away. His raggedy hands, the most understand, they were just time for melody grime.
time great saxophone virtuosos Rudy Weedoft and his own composition Saxima, recorded for the Brunswick label in October of 1920, Brunswick 2044. We preceded that with Rudy Weedoft again in 1923 with his own Vals Vanité, Brunswick 2415. And starting the set, Louis Winch, that's W-I-N-S-C-H, in 1917 on one of those slightly oversized vertically cut pathé records those things are a pain in the butt to deal with <laughs> they just don't store well alongside the regular 10 inch 78s i mean 
why do these things have to be about 10 and a half inches so that they don't fit in any of the sleeves? But I digress. That was Lewis Winch, Saxophone Sam on Path A 20188. Well, there are many people today who still admire Rudy Weedoft, and I count myself among them. But back in the day, one of his more immediate admirers was a young man named Hubert Pryor Valley, who was an aspiring saxophone player at Yale, who played in dance bands, and when he went out on the stage, went so far as to take Rudy Weedoff's name for his own, becoming Rudy Valley. Of course, eventually Rudy Valley would turn his attention from saxophone to singing, and we know what a success he became. I thought we'd listen to a Rudy Valley record now. This is one of his rather early sides made for Columbia's Budget Brands in October of 1928, issued here on the Clarion label 5086-C, a really up-tempo version of a song that doesn't often get such a snappy treatment. It's called I Love You, I Love You, I Love You, Sweetheart of All My Dreams. Thank you. 
I hear a record like that, and I get it. <laughs> I understand why Rudy Valley became such a success when he did. His band had a really nice, crisp, snappy sound to it, and uh, his singing style was quite different from the Irving Kaufman's and Arthur Fields of the day, and quite pleasant at that. I love you, I love you, I love you, sweetheart of all my dreams, is that song from October of 1928. Well, for no particular reason, I thought we'd hear a little lonesome set now. We'll begin with Les Paul and Mary Ford. In December of 1951, Mary Ford sings It's a Lonesome Old Town When You're Not Around, a song by Harry Tobias and Charles Kisco. It's Capital 1920. We'll follow that with Margaret Whiting and then a little something from the Wright Brothers. So an early 50s lonesome set now beginning with Les Paul and Mary Ford. Thank you. 
started that set in 1951 with Les Paul and Mary Ford, It's a Lonesome Old Town When You're Not Around. After that, Margaret Whiting, also in about 1951, a song called Lonesome Gal, capital 1391, a song by Walter Schumann and Jack Brooks. And wrapping up the set in 1954 on the MGM label, it was The Wright Brothers. No relation to me. (laughs) MGM 11776, a song called simply Lonesome. Well, if you've made it this far in the program, my guess is you don't absolutely hate what you're hearing. Maybe you even like it. And if so, and you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, shellacstack at gmail.com. I welcome your comments, suggestions, or requests. I also invite you to the Shellacstack website, which is www.shellacstack.com. And there you can listen to past programs in the series, see label scans and other odds and ends. But again, to write to me, shellacstack at gmail.com. Okay, time for one more record today, and it's going to come from the Kansas City 7 on the Keynote label, a tune credited to Dickie Wells and producer Harry Lim from March of 1944. This thing is called the After Theater Jump. It's Keynote 1302.
So many good guys on that record. Buck Clayton on trumpet, Count Basie on piano, Lester Young tenor sax, Joe Jones on drums, Dickie Wells at the trombone, Freddie Green guitar, and Rodney Richardson bass. From March of 1944, wrapping up this edition of the Shellac Stack, the After Theater Jump. Yes, that's all the time we have today. I had fun this hour. I hope you did too. And I hope we'll see you back here next time for another edition of the Shellac Stack. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care and bye-bye. Thank you.